The following lecture by Trigueirinho, A Book to be Written, Kutuli, with simultaneous translation into English, was recorded live in Brazil in November 2003. Aqui existe uma, existe uma notícia a respeito de um livro ou a respeito de alguma obra We have some information here about a book or about a work that could be greatly inspired by the hierarchy at this time and somebody must write it. It is about a book that would describe the pathway from Pythagoras to Kutumi or Kutuli, which is the same, the same energy. The protagonist described in this book, or the person described in this work, which is waiting for an author, is waiting for somebody to write it. This person is Saint Francis of Assisi, because Saint Francis of Assisi is the same soul as Pythagoras, and Kutumi. Well, it would be a book, something like Eternal Hearts, Arpas Eternas. The book is to have over a thousand pages. It will start with the beginning of the physical earth and it will end in Mislitlan when Kutumi becomes Kutuli. It will show the work of the teaching hierarchy from the beginning of the earth until current times and how the teaching developed from the point of view of the hierarchy because teaching as we know is not that which is carried out in schools. This is different. Schools are a preparation for life on the surface of this planet. This is not the teaching. So we do not receive the teaching in our public schools. We receive the teaching on the level of our monads. It is there that we receive the teaching. Or when our souls are already awakened and well connected with our monads, we continue to be taught at that level, at the soul level. It has been this way since the beginning. So Francis of Assisi, who in the incarnation that we know about, in that medieval incarnation, Francis of Assisi was apparently a simple individual. He was not highly educated. And this is what is interesting about this book. It shows this person as the symbol for teaching in this world, a man who never taught class, a man who apparently never did anything as a teacher, yet he is a symbol of teaching so that we can modify our concept of teaching so that we can shift our idea about teaching. 
Francisco de Assis, que that way of teaching Kutumi, and this Francis of Assisi, Kutuli, who later becomes Kutumi é and then becomes Kutuli, raio, is a hierarchy of the second ray. And today, he is focused in the planetary center of Mislitlan, which, as we know, has its etheric counterpart in the Peruvian Andes. So this process of teaching with Francis of Assisi as the focus, because Francis of Assisi is very well known, leads us to Pythagoras, who in ancient times was the same person. It leads us to Pythagoras, then goes through various incarnations of the same energy until it reaches Kutuli. And when it reaches Kutuli, this hierarchy of Mislitlam, the book then reaches the point of showing us present-day teaching, what the hierarchy is sending us at the level of the field of the monad and the field of the soul. So the book, which has to reconstruct various ages, which has to talk about various periods of this earth, is a book that at times will be inspired and at times will use automatic writing because to describe various periods on earth, the various phases of that civilization in its different ages, for this to be written in a convincing and real manner, Channeling will be needed. It is necessary for beings who lived in those times to be able to contact the channel and describe those ages. So it is an important and complex work. It is the book similar to Eternal Harps of these times. The book Eternal Harps dealt with Master Jesus, and this book would deal with Master Kutuli, with Master. Kutumi. Why Master Kutumi? Why Kutuli? Because Kutuli will be the next teacher of the world. So in his evolution, in his elevation, there in the energy of Mislitlan, Kutuli becomes the teacher of the world. And when he becomes the teacher of the world, and this hasn't happened yet, when he becomes the teacher of the world, the book begins to channel energy to us and begins to channel all that is possible of the teaching which our souls and which our monads are receiving today. So, a book or a work written or produced here on the physical level would transmit through our words what souls and monads are presently receiving. This teacher of the world, who is a member of the hierarchy and who will be Kutuli in the future, this teacher of the world is a nucleus. It is not a person. It is not an individual. We cannot call Kutumi or Kutuli an individual. This is a nucleus. 
a transpersonal nucleus that is already quite elevated, a nucleus which channels the essential energy of the planetary hierarchy to the life of the Earth, because the planetary hierarchy, the spiritual hierarchy of the Earth, transmits many things to us. But the essence of this hierarchy, the essential energy of this hierarchy, this essence, which is not transmitted to us in any form of teaching, because it is an essence, this is the teacher of the world. This is what Kutuli must become, the essence of all the teaching of the hierarchy. In the East, this teacher of the world was known as the Bodhisattva or as Christ. What is happening is that all of this is moving upward. The Bodhisattvas, the Christs, all this is uplifting. All of this is becoming elevated with universal evolution. So it is possible for some being who is not Christ, because Christ will be engaged in other tasks. Christ will be within much broader matters. So a master like Kutuli, in this planetary evolution, in this universal evolution, becomes the teacher of the world. It is not that Kutuli becomes the Christ. It is that Christ rises ever higher and Kutuli also rises. And the teacher of the world then becomes somebody who really lived on this earth, who had a certain evolution on this earth. So, it will be a teaching, it will be information that is much closer to us, much more linked to what we can understand. So this instruction, all of this teaching, will no longer have its very esoteric, very incomprehensible part, and it will become something much closer to us much more real to us and possible to be lived. Because much of the teaching that we receive, as you know, many instructions transmitted to us are spiritual instructions that we have not yet found a way to live here on our plane, here on our level. We know that they are real instructions. We know that our soul and our spirit must be living these things. But for us, these things are not viable. For us, certain instructions cannot be lived fully. And the energy of teaching with this evolution this energy of teaching will find the means to reach our consciousness much more than it does now. This teacher of the world, this role, this hierarchical responsibility which Kutumi or Kutuli will represent will have such an energy radiation that it will also instruct the other kingdoms of nature 
In the same way as the human kingdom is instructed at this time, this teacher of the world will also give an impulse to the other kingdoms of nature in their evolutionary path through this teaching. And this teacher of the world will bring under his protection all of the inner groups of souls, all of our souls that study in inner groups in order to interlink the consciousness of these souls with the solar consciousness. The teaching then given our souls will be in a way for our souls to link with the solar essence and for our souls to avoid being so limited to the energy of this planet, but rather that the souls themselves should eventually be able to connect with the solar essence. So this teacher of the world that this book is intended to describe, that the work of this teacher, which is to describe, are not meant to be history, but rather to help us understand what teaching is and to help us turn to this real teacher who is in Misliklan and who has his network of teachers because the teacher of the world, as has been said, is not an individual. The teacher of the world is this hierarchical position which an ascendant master becomes. And this hierarchical position is not only the master himself. It is not just the master alone. It is all of the souls, it is all of the monads that are in this teaching group because you know that teaching is one of the lineages. Teaching is one of the pathways that monads and souls can follow. So as the cycles of evolution of the planet came about, this teaching gradually changed levels, and we began to understand this teaching in a different way. Kutuli, who was Pythagoras, Francis of Assisi, Kutumi, and now the future teacher of the world, this Kutuli works within the environs of the earth, but not only here, because otherwise he could not be the teacher of the world. Kutuli already works in other spheres, in other environs, and in Mislitlan, he presently ranks second in the hierarchy. And he channels the second ray, the second cosmic ray to Mislitlan. Because Mislitlan works with all of the rays, but the second, which is the ray of the Christ, this is channeled to the earth by Kutuli. And what this teacher, what this channel is already doing for us, what it is doing in our consciousness, what this teaching is doing in our monads or in our souls is to develop divine consciousness within us 
temos consciência mental, because we have temos mental consciência espiritual, we have spiritual temos consciência monádica, we have monadic mas ainda consciousness, não temos consciência divina. Consciência divina é o máximo da consciência neste plano cósmico onde nós vivemos. Então, este plano está so, desenvolvendo a consciência divina nos nossos divine seres consciousness e a consciência divina desenvolvida nos nossos seres and the divine consciousness developed in our beings nós nos inteiremos com todos os outros reinos to become integrated então, with all of the other kingdoms terrestre so a terrestrial human with a divine consciousness that comes from Kutuli's teaching from the teaching of Mistriplan, a human being like that, with divine consciousness, will become integrated with the other kingdoms, the animal kingdom, the plant kingdom, the mineral kingdom, in a completely natural way. So this will change the earth quite a lot, because when all of these other kingdoms become integrated with human consciousness, That is, with the divine consciousness of the human being, this will completely change the situation of the earth. And this consciousness, this divine consciousness, this consciousness of this teaching will be the focal point on this planet for all energy from other systems that come to bring about the shift in the earth, that come to bring about the transformation of the earth. So what must we terrestrial human beings do to transform the earth? We must develop divine consciousness and when we have divine consciousness, We will be able to transmute energies from other systems that will come to support the transformation of the earth. We already know this consciousness partly because in the same way that this consciousness will transmute the earth, that it will transform the earth, this same consciousness enables the transmutation of our souls to occur. So just as this consciousness can transmute the earth, and it can even aid the transmutation of the planetary being, for the planet is to receive another planetary logos, which is also planned for in the evolution of the system, in the same way that this consciousness transmutes the earth to a much lesser degree It is what is transmuting us. It is this consciousness. It is through this divine consciousness. It is through this teaching that our soul or our monad can withdraw and another one can enter, thus bringing about a transmuted being. This is the same consciousness that is presently acting within some individuals or has already acted in others. And this is what is called the teacher of the world, what we can get to know as the teacher of the world. 
And Kutuli represents this. Kutuli, who has been prepared throughout these ages, these eras, came already at the level of a sage. Pythagoras was not from here. He came already as a sage and has reached this position with this work. And through this teaching, this consciousness will help all of us to transcend this human desire to know things because all of us have a human desire to know things. And so we are always dissatisfied because through these desires we will know some things but not others. And we will not always know what we need if our teaching is not being guided. So this teaching will transform our desire to be taught artificially and intellectually. It will transform this into a strong and deep aspiration to be what we are. So according to this teaching, according to the teacher of the world, the work of the future teacher of the world, this desire of ours to know will not be fulfilled. It will be transmuted. It will be substituted by our desire, by our aspiration to be to be that which we are, because this is our path of learning. It is not for us to know things. It is for us to be what we are. So teaching will be different. It will be a different energy. It is another school. It is another level of knowledge. In these times, our desire to be, our need to be what we are, will impel us to seek, to unite with all transcendent energy, all transcendent fires, and we will then become much more expanded. What is a teacher today? What is a teacher at this time? Let us put aside dictionaries and let us also put aside our professors. What is a teacher today? The one we call a teacher is someone who stimulates the advancement of our consciousness. It is not someone who gives us news, who gives us information about what is going on. We receive this automatically, but this is in the background. So this kind of teaching refines our consciousness and teaches us how to refine the bodies we use because we have to learn how to be inside these bodies in order to improve them, to make them vehicles of light, harmonious vehicles, vehicles of wisdom. Our bodies can become this way. And this teacher may be a member of the hierarchy, such as Kutuli, or it may be an individual's own inner nucleus. So if an individual already has an inner nucleus 
that can be his or her teacher, if that inner nucleus, that soul or that monad, is already linked to this teacher of the world, then this inner nucleus of the being is the closest teacher. But if this inner nucleus is not yet freely active, then this hierarchy will make these contacts. This hierarchy will begin to teach. So in basic learning, we are taught by a member of the hierarchy. This is basic learning. When we move beyond basic teaching given by a member of the hierarchy, we go into higher learning. This means we have attained an inner nucleus of our own that has already been helped and formed by this hierarchy. And this nucleus begins to teach us. So basic learning comes through a hierarchy. And higher learning comes through a nucleus of ours that is linked to the teacher of the world linked to that teaching. So you can see that this book could be a very interesting novel because I am only talking about the strictly instructive part. But this book will describe the different periods in which all of this took place and how teaching was received in all of these periods, how things were taught, how the teaching arrived. And this will look at the stone tablets of Moses, it will look at everything that was important for us in order to help us reach that teaching, to stimulate us to develop our inner nucleus, our teaching nucleus. And so, at the end of the book, or in the third volume of the book, although I don't really know because I'm not going to write it, I am merely giving this information, but I know I am not the one. So the third volume, the third part of the book, would be about showing us how our nucleus can contact the teacher of the world. And the teacher of the world, Kutuli, would greatly bless this because we would be doing this work consciously on our own. And he could take care of still higher teaching for our inner nucleus. So none of us is going to see Kutuli. None of us is going to meet Kutuli. Kutuli is going to work with our innermost nuclei and help our inner nuclei to contact this higher teaching or this teacher of the world. This teacher of the hierarchy, this teacher who is not our inner nucleus, but is the one who is teaching us, the one who is with us today, because we are being observed, we are being taught by the hierarchy. Humans do not usually have their own inner nuclei that are already capable of doing this alone. So today we are being observed by these teachers. And what these teachers observe is not our level of intelligence and not if we are literate. What the teachers observe is how we advance, how we tread the path, 
Como estamos no where we are on our pathway. Where we are on our pathway means if we are on the teaching path or if we are perhaps developing other things or if we are developing other kinds of paths because we know that there are many other kinds of paths. And this teacher observes us very impersonally and does not interfere in our decisions. He does not oblige us to love the teaching. This hierarchy is very subtle, very light, elevated. He does not oblige us to anything. He does not interfere in our decision, nor does he define our path. We have to be better students in these stages, don't we? We have to know how to do more things on our own, which means that we have to know how to define our course. We have to know how to set up our own schedules, how to apportion our time, because our time is not only for material things. We need to find time. We need to find the way in this material world that takes up all our time. We need to find the way to learn. We need to find how to be in contact with this teaching that has absolutely nothing to do with what is done here. So you need to be here, live here, serve here, and you need to find the time for this teaching. You need to find the time to listen to your soul, to listen to your inner self, or to find the time to be much closer to this teacher, to this teaching, so that you can begin to perceive your monad, and thus you can begin to change many things. And many will think, but how am I going to do all of this if my karma does not allow it? Isn't this so? Because the human mind right away says this, the human mind soon raises these objections. If our karma doesn't allow it, how are we going to get into these things? This teacher, this teaching hierarchy, takes on a part of our karmic debts. This hierarchy takes on the part of karma permitted by planetary karma and by our own karma. So if we are seeking the teaching path, if we have a deep aspiration to be taught. Whatever material karma that deters this or that causes impediments for this to take place, this is taken on by the teachers, by this teaching hierarchy, because the hierarchy no longer has karma like ours. These masters no longer have karma such as there is here, which is material karma. They already take part in a different karma. So they take on a part of our karma when we dedicate ourselves to this teaching when we desire this teaching. 
Nós estamos aqui com algumas well, ideias we have received some ideas São Francisco de Assis, Francis of Assisi, whom we know about, Pythagoras, but Pythagoras, who is not Kutumi, so well known, and Kutumi, who is even less known, and who is presently our elder brother Kutuli. All of this can help us to get closer to these matters. It can help us to be more connected to this because this is our learning process. This is the teaching for us today. Of course, given the way we are today, we have to adapt. We need adaptation. Adaptation comes before transmutation. Transmutation does not depend on us, but our adaptation to these new realities requires our collaboration. So we need to adapt to these things. So let us dream about these things presented today. Let us reflect on these things presented today. Let us surrender the topic presented today. How can we be adaptable? To be adaptable is not simply adjusting to something of this world. To be adaptable is to adapt to this teaching, to these new methods that Mislitlan is about to radiate, that Mislitlan is about to teach us. So let us cooperate for this teaching energy to become clearer and clearer to us. When we were talking about contact in regard to that book which may one day unfold, it was said that one of the processes to be used was channeling or automatic writing. And it was said that automatic writing was needed because we do not know the details of past civilizations, of bygone eras. So to describe an environment during the times of Pythagoras, or to describe an environment before Pythagoras, or to describe any environment in other periods, we do not have the precise facts to reconstruct it. So it was said that automatic writing was needed because in this way, some consciousness which had lived during that period could come forth and dictate the details to reconstruct that period so that this could become very alive in the book. And one more comment should be made here. We can reconstruct the past through channeling by receiving it from a person who lived that past and who can therefore describe it. But there are also other forms of our contacting this past. It is not only through automatic writing. This is what had to be said. So the one who is to write this book at a certain point would have to channel certain things. However, the writer himself or herself could have access to what we call Akashic records. So the person who has access 
to the Akashic Records does not need channeling, because by having access to the Akashic Records, the writer will find a record of all of the eras and of all that took place in the past, in the present, and in the future, in the entire cosmos. So this record exists in the cosmic ether. Therefore, it is not only through channeling. So we can have access to this record where everything is registered, what happened, what is happening, and what is going to happen. We can reach this record, that is, the writer of this book can read this record if his or her human consciousness is already being absorbed by the monad, we cannot read the Akashic record if our consciousness is not being absorbed by the monad and we are therefore already beginning to function as a monad. Because it is the monad that has access to the Akashic record and it is the monad that passes this information on to the soul. So none of us could read the Akashic records at this time except for the action of grace. Our consciousness would already have to become absorbed by the monad and we would already have to be beginning to function as a monad, otherwise we would not have access to the Akashic records. The monad no longer has a past, a present, and a future. The monad has none of that. So the monad is present within this record and can see everything. It can see the synthesis. When this contact of ours with that record begins, it is very gradual. The contact does not happen all at once. Nobody begins to read the Akashic records by seeing the past of the earth, for example. One doesn't begin that way. The first contact with the Akashic records is what we have experienced individually. So we begin to discover, to contact our own record from a past incarnation that was important to know at this time. Because when it is important for us to know something about a previous incarnation, we are able to know it, for it is in the records. These are the first contacts which we experienced individually. After we have learned to read in the Akashic records all that which is ours individually, after we have had access to our history, to our true present, and eventually to things within our future, which can also be seen there, once we have been trained in this, we begin to learn to see planetary things in the Akashic Records. So people don't begin by seeing the history of the planet. They begin by seeing their own history. So there is a certain order to this. Later one begins to see the things that happened on the planet, what happened on the planet in the past, what is happening now and what will happen in the future. 
And there are individuals who are well trained in this, who already know how to read all the things about the planet in these records, and so they begin to have access to things about the solar system, the things about the system where we live. Those who begin to read this record, who begin to have access to their own record, or to the record of the planet, or to the solar record, are individuals who are already part of the spiritual kingdom. So these beings are already conscious in the spiritual kingdom. They are already at ease in the spiritual kingdom. And so, for example, they do not get emotional when they read these records because if we are not already self-assured in the spiritual kingdom, what would happen if we began to see our past, for example? Because whoever is honest one day was a thief. There is nobody who is honest who hasn't been a thief. There is nobody who refuses to kill unless he or she had once been a murderer. So we need to already have had considerable spiritual contact in order to be able to face these records, to be faced with our own selves, with what we were or what we are. So we already need to be living in the spiritual kingdom to some degree. And when we cannot read the records, when we do not have access to these records because we are not fully at ease in that kingdom or because we are not yet ready to read them, then we may have to use channeling. In this case, if we do not have access to the records in order to describe the time of Pythagoras, if we do not have access to this, then we have to use automatic writing. Some consciousness has to pass this information on to us. Well, we have a quite well-known example of a spiritual writer who had access to the Akashic records. You all know Rudolf Steiner. Rudolf Steiner had access to those records. That is, he talked about certain periods as if he had seen them. He did not see them. He was reading the records. He was contacting those records. Now, when one begins to be in touch with these records, one needs a great deal of protection. It seems that Rudolf Steiner did not ask for this protection. I think he believed that he did not need protection. To the extent that it seems, he never asked the hierarchy of the planet what was meant to be written and what should not be written. For this also has to be done. When we enter into contact with the records, we need light in order to know if that information is only for us or if it is to be put down in writing. So we always need protection. We have to ask for protection always. And it seems that he did not ask for it. At least it seems so. I'm saying it seems because nobody can affirm these things. I am presenting this to teach us. We are preparing for these steps. So it seems that he wrote about certain things that were not meant to be written, that should not have been put down in writing. So the mere fact that we can look at the records 
that we can receive a revelation, that we can be given some information, means that we need to have a great deal of protection to understand whether that is meant only for us or if it is for us to share. Sometimes it is not meant to be shared. Sometimes it is only for us for our formation because when we are better formed, we can serve better. So when one has a revelation, when one receives some information, it is necessary to be very cautious in order to understand if that comes only for us or if it is meant to be shared. Well, having said these things, it seems that it has become clear that this book will depend almost entirely on those contacts.